0: Welcome to another week of, in case you're wondering, this week I've got a very wonderful bearded guest, Ben Stewart. How are you today, Ben?
1: I'm doing fine, Jordan. You know, I've actually only been able to grow a beard for about a year.
0: You know, I was a late bloomer, too, on the whole beard thing, so it feels good to finally arrive. Yeah,
1: it was definitely (laughs) an important part of my life.
0: Yeah. See, I had a lot of friends, like, in high school just have this beautiful, immaculate beard, and then I was just, like, this peach fuzz, like, that one hair sticking out under your chin. That was me. I was that kid.
1: I understand your pain.
0: Yeah. So, Ben and I are going to talk about things that he thinks about. Uh, things that really piss them off, and then we're gonna get into some bee talk. Bee we're, gonna, talk. we're gonna talk about bees. You are a beekeeper, correct? Is that, that is the, correct? That is the official title of what you do, or it's also hobby also
1: though. called an apiarist. What? Apiarist. A p i a r i s t.
0: Is is that just a nice way of saying a purist? No. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> so I guess we're gonna talk about apiarist. We're going to talk about beekeeping. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Ben, what are some things that you think about and wonder, do other people think about this?
1: So when I started listening to your show, it was actually Noah's episode as the first
0: one. Yeah. Um, First of all, by the way, uh, I loved all the feedback you gave, but I'm thinking (laughs) to myself, dude, we're not actually trying to know these answers. and You're you're the only one trying to answer all our questions. Yeah, I
1: know. That the show is about wondering. Yeah, yeah. But some of the things that Noah was wondering about <laughs> were a little...
0: Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, and anyway, it, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was also a, a way to show him that other people do wonder about these things. Yeah, yeah. Some people are paid to wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the first thing that came to mind when I thought of this question actually was, is that I'm... a, I'm a introspective person and i sometimes wonder all these like mental tangents that go on in my Mm -hmm. mind do other people go as far as i do or am i is this just like this crazy brain swirl that only i experience i don't think i'm the only one
0: no i i guess it just depends on the level in which uh you're thinking right so for me i go on i go on thinking tangents all the time but they might not be as deep as yours, but I don't, I don't know. It just I I guess it's hard to define like how deep you go. Like what what does it look like for you? Like what goes on in that brain of yours?
1: Well, let's see. Some of the things that I think about are um, what what might it feel like if you were inside of a thunderstorm cloud?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. I mean, you'd probably fall through, right? Yeah, you can't, stand <laughs> you can't actually it. stand in there. Oh.
1: But it'd also but probably be very cold.
0: I would imagine. Yeah. I've, he, so you're like the closest thing to a scientist that I've ever known, right? Um,
1: I I actually yeah I am a scientist. You are a scientist. Very good. Yeah.
0: But we'll get to that a little bit later <laughs> as well because I have a couple <laughs> of bones to pick about that. Uh, I've always wondered, talking about clouds and stuff, or just being close to the sun. Why it's cold the higher you get, but you're technically getting closer to the sun. Mm. You know, like you're a scientist, so you should know that. What's the answer to that?
1: That we could we could talk about the uh, you're a scientist, so you should know that quote later in the uh, yeah later in the episode. But um, I the air. Moves differently at different elevations. Okay. Okay. And so you're when you're feeling like hot or cold. Yeah. Notice how even on a a pretty warm day, it's warmer in the sun. Yeah. When it, than it is in the shade. Mm-hmm. So the air temperature has a lot to do with how you feel. Mm-hmm. The how close you are to the sun. Relative to the surface of the earth, yeah. there isn't really a huge difference between ground level and the top of a mountain as far as how close we are to the sun. Yeah, well, well I to recognize how that. How far the earth is away from the, For sun.
0: the sun. Okay, that makes more sense. All right. Well, anyways, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> that's why I can never be a scientist because you got in like 10 seconds into that explanation of like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right. So you think about uh, what it's like to be trapped in a thunderstorm. Um, but what what other things do you think about?
1: Uh, one other thing that came to mind was when I'm listening to radio. Mm-hmm. Um, what do those radio hosts look like? Yeah. Are they all? I've seen like pictures or or interviews on TV of some of them. And uh, if you listen to Car Talk, they actually have a book where the uh, they they think they have a little art drawn of them. Oh, nice! But like, were they were they interested in going into media, but like weren't pretty enough yeah. to be on TV?
0: Well, that's that's where the saying "you have a face for radio" <laughs> <laughs> That's where that comes from, right? I mean, yeah. you're ugly, but you're entertaining, so just go on radio.
1: <laughs> I think can all be ugly. I
0: guess. Right? I don't know, maybe maybe it is a, I don't know. I mean, that's why I have a face for podcasting. <laughs> it's just, it's mediocre, it's that in between, right? You
1: know, Jordan Beauty is in the eye of the beholder.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you feel, so. <laughs> uh, I think similarly, but with um, artists, like band, like mm-hmm. bands and singers and stuff like that. And then, like, I, I see them, or I see them singing, I'm like, that doesn't match. Hardly ever does it ever match, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you ever looked at someone and in, in gone, like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, you know? A lot of the times, it's like, nope, didn't didn't picture that with what I'm hearing.
1: I I can sometimes it does, but it's pretty rare. Yeah, I would say.
0: Yeah, no, I it always I always sometimes also don't want to know, you know, like it kind of ruins what I've already thought them up to be, and then all of a sudden, like I see, I'm like, ah, darn it, that wasn't. I'm, I'm I'm disappointed that I looked it up, you know. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's move into some things that unless you got more, do you got more? No. No. All right. We're gonna move into things that uh, piss Ben Stu off. B Stu. B Stu. What pisses you off?
1: You're a scientist, so you should know this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what I did was just piss you off. Okay. So let's talk about this for a second because uh, I work at a middle school, in, at the beginning of every science class, every single year, we do the same little introductory like uh, they have to draw scientists, right? To show them the stereotypes that they have about scientists. I've
1: done this activity with students. Right. Yeah.
0: But at the end, they say everyone's a scientist, which is such bullcrap. <laughs> you
1: know what I
0: mean? Like I could, I could, um, like I, I just don't understand why science teachers feel the need to tell these students that everyone's a scientist. That's like when, that's like when people say everyone's an artist.
1: Or everyone's a, a basketball player.
0: See, that's the thing is you wouldn't say that.
1: No, you wouldn't say that.
0: You know, like, uh, I wouldn't consider myself a football player, but I watch a lot of football. Mm You know, And so do football players. They watch film. They watch film about football. I could do the same thing. I I have a program that allows me to watch coaches' film. If I really wanted to do it, you could say then, oh, you're a football player. You watch film. Mm -hmm. That is, Oh, my goodness. That's the dumbest thing. And every time I'm sitting in those science classes, that's what pisses me off.
1: Uh, I I understand where you're coming from. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Do you agree, though, that everyone's a scientist? I do. Oh, my goodness. You're that person. What? What do you <laughs> mean? So you would stand in front of sixth graders and be like, everyone's a scientist. Would you be like, hey, everyone's an astronaut? No. What's no,
1: Astronaut's th- more specific. What is a scientist?
0: Someone who, What like, do you think? Is someone who studies science.
1: Okay. Um, to me, science is a process that we go through to learn about... Our surroundings. Right. And in fact, I have an eight-month-old son. Mm-hmm. When he is learning how to walk, he's going through a scientific process mm-hmm. to learn how to walk. Right. He tries things, he fails, yeah. and he gets, he learns something about it and changes what he does to, to, to again, learn. Yeah. So philosophically that is what's going on in your middle school teachers minds when, yeah. when they're telling their students everyone's a scientist yeah everyone has the capability to look around them and see and learn.
0: So because I walk around I'm a scientist
1: uh, I think I would go a little more specific than that okay but, but because you you learn
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're a scientist.
0: I'm a scholar then. A scholar about... (laughs) A
1: scholar and a gentleman.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you get mad when people say, oh, you're a scientist, you should know this. Have there been things where they say that and you literally have no idea what they're asking you?
1: And that's exactly why it it irritates me. It's like, okay, so I'm a a chemist. Yeah. I know a lot. I have thought a lot. So you know how to make drugs? Chemistry. I have the capability to make (laughs) drugs. I don't actually know any procedures off the top of my head Mm -hmm. but that's that's part of it too is like i have practiced learning about molecules and chemicals and chemical systems a lot but i don't know all of them yeah and i don't know all these things i i know how to to learn about them Mm -hmm. and that's what makes me a scientist
0: so i feel like it should then offend you that sixth graders are walking around believing that they're scientists. You know what I mean? Like, if I was a scientist, I'm not. I'm, like, I'm telling you I'm not a scientist. (laughs) You might disagree with me, but I'm telling you I'm not. Trust me. Uh, Or any other profession, right? Mm -hmm. And there are sixth graders going around who have never really, like, done anything in the field of science going around like, oh, I'm a scientist. My sixth grade teacher told me this. I'd be like, "Uh, sorry, dude, you're not. Like don't even pretend you you yeah, I don't pretend I'm a football player. Because I because I played flag football a few times in my life. Right. It sounds like And I'm really good at Madden. So (laughs) Well (laughs) Yeah.
1: Maybe someday that will be what football playing is. Yeah. (laughs) Um so I wonder then, is your definition of a scientist somebody who gets paid to do science?
0: Well, it is a profession, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess, I guess for me, for like, you get paid to study molecules or whatever you're mm-hmm. play with. Mo- I don't know what you do with molecules, but whatever you do with molecules, you get paid for it. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. It's hard for me to consider myself a scientist. Like, I would just be like, that's that's not respectful to all the scientists out there. And I want to respect all uh, all occupations matter. OK, so <laughs> <laughs> if you're a scientist out there. You matter, and I'm not going to disrespect your field by being like, hey, uh, I know a couple of the – see, this is how bad I am. Uh, Things on the periodic table. (laughs) (laughs) Elements, there it is. I know a couple of the elements on the periodic table. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I must be a scientist. I understand.
1: I guess it would would offend me more if the sixth graders were engaging in science Mm -hmm. for a couple hours – that would in offend a lab, you? and then somebody um, went to them and said, oh, you know everything about science now. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we're treated sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're, you are you know science.
0: See, here's the thing. This is what I would do if I were you. If someone came up to me and said, oh, you're a scientist, and then asked you a question, they're asking that question because they don't know the answer. So mm-hmm. just play it off like you know it. Right? Even if you don't, if I went to you and said, hey, Ben, uh, how does this molecule interact with? Uh, chances are I'll never say that to you, uh, but if I did, you could literally say anything, and I'd walk away going, "Now I know." You know, you could be like, "Oh, when a dog farts and a bird crows, that's how this this comes to existence." I'd be like, "Oh, cool. That really is weird, but it makes sense because you know, and I don't. You know what I mean?" Like
1: it's called speculation. <laughs> and uh, actually, in I've done a lot of presentations. In my PhD work, humble where, brag. I don't know. Maybe it's just a brag. Just a brag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, maybe my the way I said it was humble. Mm-hmm. But um, some sometimes the the audience members, some of your faculty, your professors mm-hmm. will ask you questions, and your job is to sort of play it off like. You, know, you know it. Yeah. Not necessarily that you know it, but you could think uh, intelligently about it. Yeah. And, and sort of be intelligently conversational. hmm And you get bad. Fe- I've done it. I've done it poorly. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. And I've gotten bad feedback.
0: Fake it until you make it.
1: But they do sometimes reward you for faking it until you make it.
0: Yeah. So another issue I have with science. This is just going to turn into the... Jordan's issues with science that Ben then <laughs> refutes. That's what this <laughs> podcast is going to turn into. This supposed
1: to be about wondering. Yeah.
0: Well, I wonder why. So science often brags about like, hey, we're kind of foolproof with all our theories and stuff like that. Um, and, and, I, and I heard this presentation in a video shown in our, in, in our school's classroom about the fact that science is peer revised, peer edited. Makes it like so much greater because you know you you can't just come up with a theory and then be like this is real this is a real theory it has to get tested by peers right am I right but yeah but the problem with that is there's there's still humans like the there could definitely still be human error in there so how can it then be like confirmed as like this is real do you get what I'm saying like for me it's just like I just trust the computer more (laughs) I guess is what I'm saying like like you could have six guys look at it, and they could all miss the glaring error there. Well, I guess it's not glaring if it, if six smart individuals miss it. But there still could be an error there, right? Mm-hmm. So when they're like, well, it's like foolproof because it's peer-revised, peer-edited, they're like, well, I could have you correct a paper of mine for grammar, that, you, but you missed something that you know, a spell check wouldn't have missed. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, That's my issue with the, science.
1: The f- we acknowledge that
0: are you now speaking on behalf of all scientists just so we're clear. Okay.
1: (laughs) We do this all the time. We, the field. Yeah. Do acknowledge the fact that it's not a perfect system and we don't think, uh, I don't think some, some scientists might think that there Mm -hmm. is a perfect system. Yeah. I don't think we can have a perfect system because we are human Breaking
0: news, Ben Stewart just said science is, like, greatly flawed. So, (laughs) you heard it here first, people.
1: (laughs) It is the best that we can do. Yeah. We we do the best that we can do. Mm -hmm. The peer review process is um, pretty powerful. Yeah. And it it eliminates a lot of really bad work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, one more question about science before we move on to bees. Now, I've sat... This is, I gotta be careful here because people might listen that know where I work and what I do. Mm. Uh, I've sat in science classes and almost just passed out cold. Okay, mm-hmm. like just straight up a minute. You work with science all the time. Does it ever put you to sleep?
1: Sometimes when I'm reading papers.
0: Yes. Yeah. You even admit that it can be super boring. In fact,
1: right? when I'm in when I'm in seminar talks, mm-hmm. sitting there listening oh, to a that speaker, sounds awful. I yeah. mean, sorry, that was rude. Uh, <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> you might like it's it. <laughs> not even that, but I'll look to my left and see some of my professors are asleep. Those are my people. <laughs> the worst part is, and at the end, of the, at the end of the talk, mm-hmm. they often have really good questions. Yeah. Even though they were asleep for it.
0: Yeah, I had to pull myself out of a science class one time, not because I was too bored. I got too into it. Right. So, uh, I don't. I can't remember. Oh, uh, they were talking about. Um, Caterpillars that die when they eat milkweed leaves mm-hmm. because there's this like gooey substance that comes out and kills them. And they're talking about uh, you know plants and animals and their interaction. And then they showed a video of it. It was like I was watching a like watching the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can't. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, oh, I gotta leave. I'm so distracted right now. Um, you but, were
1: rooting for the milkweed, weren't you?
0: Yo, 100 percent, man. Get rid of those caterpillars. So I just wanna I wanted to hear you acknowledge that there are aspects of science that just Put people to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, There's some people I've met that have said that too. They're like, "Absolutely not. You're, you are ridiculous." You know. Uh, so, all right. So you are a beekeeper. True. You have a business. What is it called? Benny Bee Honey. Benny, ooh, a little plug for you. Thank you. So Thank slip you, Jordan. that, slip that twenty my way, would you? Uh, <laughs> I've had some of it. It's delicious. So if you, if you um, are looking for honey, and you're in the local area, we are in Durham, New Hampshire. Seek him out, man. He's got some real good honey. Well, his bees do. Ben doesn't.
1: I have honey, and I know other beekeepers in the area. I sell out every year, so often I don't. Another humble brag. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
0: so uh, I'm sure, like myself, a lot of people um, that listen to this podcast have been under uh, the ways of thinking of bees in certain certain ways, right? So uh, there might be myths. They might be true. I'm going to do what pisses you off and say, because you're a beekeeper, you know this, right? <laughs> so I guess they're either myths or just questions I have about it. Mm. Question number one, okay? I read somewhere, I can't, tell you, I can't quote it, can't source it. Another reason why I can't be a scientist, could never source anything. <laughs> uh, that if, I believe it's honeybees, but it could just be bees in general. If all the bees died, the world would end. What the heck is that about? Is that, is that true?
1: Uh, so, if all the bees died, life on Earth would be very, very different. I don't think most mammals could survive. I would die. Yeah.
0: See, here's what... I mean, we'll,
1: we would probably die before human race died. Yeah. It would take a while.
0: So, I guess here's the problem, though, is bees can kill people. So, either way, we're screwed.
1: We either keep the bees, yeah, die, I don't know, or lose, the or bees don't be allergic to, to them. Yeah, bee sting deaths are pretty rare,
0: but they happen.
1: They happen. Yeah,
0: but why is it that if honey all honeybees die, the the world ends?
1: Okay, so one of the reasons for this is that honeybees are a major um, pollinator. Yeah, they pollinate a lot of the agricultural crops Mm -hmm. that we uh, produce. Yeah. And without honeybees, um, the efficiency with which we'd be able to make those vegetables Mm -hmm. would greatly decline. Okay. There are other pollinators, Mm -hmm. and so I think that They would just have to step up. I think perhaps... Pull their weight. This is a tiny bit overstated.
0: Okay. So it's just... A bunch of beekeepers getting really like dramatic. Well it wasn't the right? beekeep.
1: I don't think well I don't know. You don't know. I that. believe it was Einstein who said it first. Yeah. And He's I'm not, not sure if he was a beekeeper. He's not credible anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So
0: another thing, um, that when a bee stings you, they die. I've I've heard that and actually I've gone my whole life believing that. Please tell me that's true. True. Yes? Yes.
1: Those Depending are, on the species. Those
0: bastards. <laughs>
1: I have bad that news. I have bad news for you though. uh uh-uh. uh. It's it's honeybees that die when they sting you. But oh my goodness. So some of the okay. other bees
0: This just adds a whole different level because if a honeybee stings you and they die, but enough honeybees sting enough people, they all die and then we die because they're dead. See what I just it's did there?
1: It's like inception.
0: It's beception. Deception. So oh, only honeybees die. But what's the point of outside of the honeybee what's the point of ha- of like a bee having a stinger
1: self defense so it's it's actually and i've never F- been t- stung from other
0: insects uh,
1: i've never oh, i've never been stung by a honeybee
0: mm-hmm.
1: when i wasn't actually near the beehive okay so it's a territorial um. thing so they're trying this these few honeybees are trying to thwart intruders like bears yeah. or uh, skunks get it a lot. Mm, nice, yeah,
0: I like that. Uh, is there something in the stinger that causes humans to be allergic to it, or is it just the fact they got stung?
1: Um, this is the answer. Well, my observations of different types of bees stinging me tells me that it's something. It's about the venom. When they sting you, they have venom. They inject you with yeah. venom,
0: and that's why it hurts. Not the fact that you got stung, right? Oh, see. And in fact, here's the thing: the I've needle, got my whole life.
1: Yeah, the needle isn't very big.
0: That's why I'm th- I like, why does this hurt so bad? <laughs> if I just get stung and I've like got pricked with a needle before, like they're they're almost the same thing, but this one hurts way worse. Way worse.
1: Weird. There's a a bunch of chemistry going on.
0: See, whenever we hang out. When we talk, I just feel like 10 times more like an idiot. So, <laughs> But it's a good thing. It's, I'm learning. So, uh, I discer- you got to have somebody in your life that makes you feel like yeah. an idiot. Um, you are like one of like two friends that I consider nerds. So mm-hmm. I need you guys in my life. Shout out to Greg. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's another thing that I want to talk about. I did some research before this podcast about bees, clearly, or else I wouldn't be asking this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe... The same things the, the ancient Romans and Egyptians believe, which is that bees are messengers from God, or the gods.
1: I've never really thought about it.
0: Yeah. D- have you heard that before? Uh, no. Yeah, I read that last night. Really weird. So.
1: What, I've never heard a message from God from bees before.
0: That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> have they buzzed a little message to you? So, um, Maybe they sting you when you're sinning. Hmm? Or, or no, that wouldn't work because you'd just be constantly being stung. Uh, maybe they, they sting you when God's really getting irritated with you. Hmm. Like, hey, here's a little reminder. Stop being an idiot. It's an
1: interesting thought. Yeah.
0: Now, my, I naturally went here with this. If bees are messengers from God, that must make mosquitoes messengers from Satan.
1: That is does very that seem logical? logical, yeah, very logical. <laughs> I was like
0: I, I don't understand the purpose or need. see, I would like bees more if the, all they did was sting mosquitoes and kill them, then I would love bees
1: I'd be impressed with them too, because mm-hmm. mosquitoes are that, very small that's-
0: the a, that's accuracy, yeah, so do you get mad when people kill honeybees when they they're just afraid
1: so the number one killer of bees is beekeepers uh.
0: Get out. I don't really think. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: I don't think of, uh, I think more highly about the beehive as an organism than I do about the individual bee.
0: So for me, like, I kind of just like black out when I see a bee. I don't don't look to examine. (laughs) Like, I just see a bee like, oh, crap. And I just start like swatting away. Mm -hmm. And then I kill it. I'm like, oh, I think that was a honeybee, right? Mm -hmm. But then I kill like a hornet or like, another type of bee and you celebrate and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> down you go like i killed like eight in my classroom the other day and they're all laying on the floor and i'm like this is the best thing ever <laughs> but i just I, I don't know if like beekeepers get offended when like someone freaks out over a bumblebee and like steps on it or something or is the bumblebee different than a honeybee is that Bumble the same bumblebees
1: very rarely sting so i don't i don't i try to avoid killing bumblebees they have a really have you big, ever killed a sting. hornet
0: oh yeah I have you ever killed a bee that isn't a a um a honeybee other than a hornet?
1: Probably. You're a murderer. Wasp. The How dare you! Hmm.
0: All right, so Ben, I really appreciate you coming on.
1: I really enjoy being on the you show. You
0: really answer a lot of my bee questions. You answer some of my science questions. I have so many more. Maybe we'll do a part two. Of just uh, I'm gonna maybe I'll have some listeners write in some of their science questions. And we're gonna piss you off because I'm gonna have them phrase it in such a way that says, <laughs> because you're a scientist, you should know. And then they ask her a question. Can call
1: it, we can call it Piss Ben Off yes. Science Friday.
0: Yeah. So, Ben, stay safe out there with the bees. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, don't get stung. If you do, probably means God's irritated with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moral of the story. Yeah. So, again, what is the name of your bee company? Benny Bee Honey. Benny Bee Honey. If you want to Benny Bee Honey, Send me a message. Send Ben Stewart a message. Whatever you got to do, it's, it's the bomb. It's, it's the honey. It's the way it's to go. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Keep wondering out there. Thanks for listening.